Today's show is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter promo code Gilbert149 to get your $49.com today. Go Daddy! It's go time! This is Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre, at the Friars Club. You all know our next guest as one of the most beloved TV dads in sitcom history. But I know him as a foul-mouthed, perverted scumbag. Ladies and gentlemen, my very dear friend, Bob Saget. Xero, spelled X-E-R-O, is the online accounting software and platform for your small business. With Xero, it doesn't matter if your small business is brick and mortar or online. And that's because Xero was born in the cloud and built in the cloud. And this means that you can manage your accounting anytime, anywhere, from your Mac, your PC, iOS, or Android device. So sign up for a free 30-day trial at Xero.com slash podcasts to manage your invoicing and get paid faster. Get an instant view of your cash flow, track your expenses on the go, and manage all of your financial reports. You can even collaborate with your accountant or bookkeeper in real time, whenever you like. Zero seamlessly integrates with over 350 best-in-class business tools to process mobile payments, manage payroll, run your back office, and much more. It's no wonder over 370,000 customers in more than 180 countries use Zero, and you can too. So sign up for a free 30-day trial at Zero.com slash podcasts. That's X-E-R-O dot com slash podcast. And not only that, Zero randomly selects five people a month who have signed up to receive a mystery box of goodies, Zero Plus, from a company that already swears by Zero. Zero, beautiful accounting software. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre, here at the Friars Club. And we're here with Bob Saget, who is finally going to confirm that his co-star, Dave Coulier, had his dick sucked by Alanis Morissette in the movie theater. That uh, didn't happen there. (laughs) (laughs) And his his name is Coulier. It's a silent R and a loud loud dick and a silent R. (laughs) They they never uh, that song that Alanis wrote was about I three, hate to well, remind you right of all oh, the you things that know. you did to yes. me you and know, all yeah, that yeah, right. but it was a she was cool about it all you know because you know she was cool about everybody that she's ever slept with yes. so I don't know what that means but <laughs> she uh, it was like three guys the song was a, a composite of three different guys so she did date Dave for a little bit and it wasn't ever in a movie theater they did not. Uh, but she did call him during dinner, you know, one time. So that's about as much gossipy stuff. So, so she did suck his dick, but just not in the movie theater. You know, I, I don't know if she did that either. <laughs> I actually, I actually do not have any, um, you know, any any proof. There's no uh, little give a show projector things or what are those things called Viewmasters? You know, that would oh, yeah. good if they would have made 3D, the 3D Viewmasters of that. 
Dave's Dave's penis in different cities. In Rome Dave, at and the Italy. 64 World's Fair. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been great yeah. in that giant world of tomorrow. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> no, but so, so they didn't, they've just dated for a little bit. So I don't know about, I mean, you're very graphic on the show. Yeah, you no, don't use, I, I know I, you a very long yes, time. You yes. don't normally use any language. <laughs> no. I'm sorry, you don't usually have any language barriers. <laughs> I don't have any language skills. Do you know <laughs> any language besides English? No. Do you know English? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, um, do you like gladiator movies? <laughs> Before your beautiful wife, who yes, is the person yes. that you would say would be your romantic song that you would be upset they wrote about? Oh, uh, is that even a sentence? Uh, wait. <laughs> there's no commas in it. There's nothing. My my affair with Dave Cool. Yay! Did yeah, you? Yeah. Did you, nothing ever happen with Pudgy? <laughs> Anybody? A pudgy reference. Well, Tony Fields and Gilbert. Yeah. There, yes. was, there was something. With, with her leg and without it. But she actually, <laughs> yes. I understand when the horrible thing happened to her that she used you as one of her legs. <laughs> did, did Judy Gold ever punch you in the face for no apparent reason? <laughs> I like Judy Gold. <laughs> Let's see who else. Kathy Griffin, do you like him? Uh, <laughs> She's a fryer. Yes, she, she is. Put her in a skillet, a little butter. <laughs> she is. <laughs> Foster Farms. What comedians do you hate besides uh, Present Company? I uh, Present Company is that new improv group, <laughs> and I just don't like them because they okay. only say no. They don't no and. I don't really hate any anybody that I uh, don't. I, I just don't have any time for hate anymore. You don't either. You don't even hate anybody. I don't think you do. Yeah, yeah. I don't I'm know. Just, I'm practically Mister Rogers. You are actually. Yeah. Oh, he needs a sweater <laughs> and a death certificate. <laughs> well, who do I hate? I, I don't really have any. I don't have time to hate anybody. I just I'm trying to just do my own stuff. I'm working on a bunch of things. Most of them deal with hate, but <laughs> there's there's are societies that I'm joining. <laughs> now, now I'm you... starting my own hate society. I hate hate. I'm trying to wipe out hate. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I apologize. I'm just trying to wipe myself. I got confused. I'm, well, trying, to wipe, I'm trying to wipe out cake. You get. I ate a lot of cake and I can't get it to stop. So it's uh, you know it's got drainage. So I, I'm wiping out cake. When do you think you'll no, need someone? No, I, to... I, I don't. What's your next question? When do you think you'll need someone to help you wipe? Oh my goodness! It could have been like days ago. I actually need a professional wiper. I would actually think of getting a little guy like, uh, what, what's in Harry Potter movie? Do- Dobie? Dobby? Dobie Gillis? Dobie Gillis. Yeah. You guys don't know any references that are well, Bill- after no. 2002. <laughs> well, had you said Billy Barty. You Bar- only can name people. Right? Had you said Billy Barty, That's we'd be right point. there with you. Yes. Do- Dobie? Do- There's a guy, someone. Well, what know. was that German midget? Who is in Freaks and... Oh, I know who you mean. But yeah. this is my point. I mean, yes. that's... How about Zelda Rubenstein from oh, Poltergeist? Yes, yes. Does she work? She's yes. dead. She She's... went toward the dark. She did. She was little. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, but yeah, I don't... Uh, I think there's a major construction going on all of a sudden. Well, we're in New York City, and that's it's the worth... beauty of being at the Friars Club. We're... Is someone just starts drilling into someone's head. <laughs> that's it. It's we're like working into the show. There was an Italian midget, Rosario or something. Rosario Dawson? Yeah, okay. That's who I meant. You lost me. Rosemarie. Yes. <laughs> Rosaria Marie? 
Do you guys know anybody that was born no. after no. Rosemary? No. 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 <laughs> Name your know. favorite little person from 1921. I, I, we were talking about Rudy Valley when you walked in. Wow. I can't name anyone who was in talkies. Wow. <laughs> You, you play theaters still that are like uh, 1911 theaters. I sometimes go into those. Oh, yes. You? And do you feel at home? <laughs> they still have the organ player during my act. No, that's just a homeless guy that yeah. lives in the pit. They do have the organ. Do they yes. play the organ? Do they play the organ during your act? I play with my organ. Yeah. Thank you. Have you ever played the mouth yeah. organ? Yeah. Oh. Do you... Um, You've seen a grown man naked, right? <laughs> Several times. Mm -hmm. I usually pay extra. At the, uh, at the old theater? Or yes. just... <laughs> you ever been into a, a geek? Uh, you know, you know what the, where those places are where the geeks, the, the yes. chicken geeks? What's yes, that? chicken geeks. Yeah, what's it's that? called chicken geeks. Is that a restaurant? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the oh. movie where Tyrone Power Played a geek with the midget oh, German. Is that, a, is that a film noir? Yeah, Nightmare Nightmare, Alley. Nightmare Alley. Nightmare yeah. Alley. He yeah. was a geek, yep. and it has that famous closing line where she, uh, the girl, goes, "How can a man drop so low?" And uh, someone else says, "Maybe he reached too high." That's really good. That's powerful. Yes. That's yeah. why I watch movies now. Yes. <laughs> Did you see Birdman, the Michael Keaton Just movie? Just saw it. No. Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a little claustrophobic. Right. Well, I feel that way the about theater. this interview. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sneak through the air vents like Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men in a minute. So, so you wanted to be a comedian at one point. I don't think... I, when I was in medical school, I think I was begging to be... It's always reverse psychology. I wanted to be a kleptomaniac, but I kept giving to people. I... I, I I guess. Is it true know. an English teacher encouraged you to go yeah, into uh, performing? Me. She touched me one day. You <laughs> see where this interview is headed. She said, you, you, you let me do this or I'll tell people you're a comedian. Uh, I, I was going to go to pre-med and then I, and she influenced me. And she was uh, killed uh, not long after. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, by people that said, why do you recommend he go into comedy? <laughs> and they were outraged. It was a whole uh, neighborhood watch thing. Now, now, for about a year, uh, we were sending emails back and forth to None each other. None of which, of course, we can speak about. Yes, right yes. See, were... that's what I wanted to bring up. Yeah. You fucking pussy. No, actually, well, that's, by the way, those two things together I would settle for right now. But I, um, no, the thing was they, yes. had a, they had no holes barred. In, yes. And we were just talking to each other. Yes. But we were also, there's that. Like aristocrats, the idea of that is that we're in the alley. Nobody's listening. But uh, if you start an email trail, you know, you can give that to the government. I would have uh, turned us both in. It was very, very funny. It had a lot of – it was a run-on about uh, Dan Frank and a lot of stuff about the Holocaust and then a lot of stuff about anything else that's – much worse to say than anything I just said. Yes. <laughs> Knowing Gilbert, that's shocking. Like Usually that's avoids. the passable stuff that's, that you I'm say. I'm allowed to say that. The other, there was stuff on there that I don't even want to say what area it dove in. Dove? Yeah, dove. Dived. It would have, it, it would have ended with a very, like a queef in a puddle. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was kind of like, because I, I remember for a brief time we were talking about thought, putting it out as a book. As, I wanted to call it my conversations with Gottfried. Kind of like my conversations with God, but see, yeah. no one even knows that reference yes. now. But I, it was uh, very, very funny, and I actually gave it to one of my managers, and he said, you guys are going to get in 
really big trouble. And no, and the publisher, you can make it yourself. I know it's hard to believe, but I, I listened to his guidance, and then years later I looked at it, and I believe his guidance is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe we're protected. But there's other things we could talk about, too, that we obviously have been thinking about. But it, that's also a dark area, which was the, a comedian who used to sing something um, in his act that we thought was... Uh, oh, yes, yes, He's a very yes. funny comedian who was an impressionist. Uh, yes, yes. That was uh, 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 and, and, uh, uh, Raglan, Larry Raglan. Larry Raglan, who I had and, met at Catch a Rising Star, and then he moved out to L.A., and I had moved out to L.A., and you knew him from here, right? Yes, New York. yeah. And uh, he sang some songs. Yes, do you he, remember? Uh, is there any I, memory of Larry Raglan? I remember Dennis Blair was yeah. a musical comedian. Yes, I remember this Larry, was, Larry Raglan. La- Larry was Larry, more of a Merv Griffin yeah. type act. Larry, Larry would sing this. <clears throat> Today I thought I saw dummy in the window, but it was you wearing a new dress. As usual, <laughs> trying to look your best, impossible. Cause with you, it's not really what you wear. Why don't you wash your face? It's <laughs> How did I miss this? No, I don't <laughs> think he said why not. Let me, I'm going to record this right now. Because <laughs> this went on, but let me explain. We had dinner. Please do, Buff. We had dinner in L.A. Uh, we were talking about all the comedians we knew who were gone and uh, some that what happened to, but mm-hmm. most of them passed away in some way. Mm-hmm. And this gentleman was an impressionist, and Gilbert claims that he closed <laughs> his show with this. And uh, Larry was a musical comedian. He did impressions. He did a great Sammy Davis Jr. He did a lot of stuff. And then um, I went to dinner with Jeff Ross one night, and... Uh, and we just Gilbert just started singing, and then he did it again the next night. Norm Macdonald came there, and he was like, "Oh, great! I walked into an inside joke for three hours." And 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 then one night, uh, Whitney Cummings had heard the song, and brought Gilbert to meet myself and my daughters at my hotel to sing it. I'm just gonna hit record on my iPhone because if you just do it one more time and 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 with feeling, okay, and I'll, I'll, I'll send this to that uh, one wasn't with with feeling. Well, not not as much now because now okay. we know. Okay. The question is, if anybody loves comedy and is listening, did do you know who Larry Raglan was? And if they, I, and did he sing this? Song? Yes, okay. that's the big question. Okay, so I'm recording. Okay. This is uh, Larry Raglan on Gilbert Gottfried's... What's the name of this podcast? The Amazing Colossal Podcast. The Amazing Colossal Podcast. Your impression of what you believe. (laughs) Gilbert, do do you believe that Larry Raglan sang this song in the show? And remember, you're under oath. That's right. Raise your arm. Okay, it's all you. (laughs) Turkey... I thought I saw a dummy in the window. I looked and it was you wearing a new dress as usual, trying to look your best impossible. Cause with you it's not really what you wear. Why don't you wash your face? It's a disgrace. 
But it was you eating a beach chair, a yellow one, the red, white, and blue one you already ate. And although you're 60 pounds overweight, I don't care, I'm glad you're there. Today, I thought I smelt something awful in the kitchen, but it was you. It was her. You didn't take a shower. No, you couldn't have. You should bathe every hour. I keep telling you, and although I can hardly breathe, it's all so true I still love you today I thought I saw a dummy in the window but it was you that's beautiful. I never heard the end of that. Wow. That's fantastic. That's beautiful. If I had to let you keep going, you would have gotten that's the end. So he's 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 saying that, right? He's saying that. That was his big thing. Yes. It's beautiful. Did any of that sound accurate, Bob? <laughs> the first Bring half back I'd memories? heard before. <laughs> what? At first half I'd heard before, but the, the, the bear eating the chairs. Yeah. And it, that was new. That's a very... That's a... I, 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 now, do you think he actually did that? He did do that. That was his act. Larry Ragland. And, and he said something else famous that we both heard him say. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I used to say this a lot. No, I don't think but, he did. No. No, no I, don't, I don't think he said it. No, no, he didn't. He no, said, I'm not going to be negative. <laughs> he said quite a number of times when he'd be angry at someone, shut my ass. Well, that's... I did hear him say that one time. So. Really? Really? I heard well, him he say was, it a number of times. You did? Yes. Well, I heard it once because he was, he, rightfully so, he, was, he had been insulted. <laughs> that, was, that, was his, that was his retort because someone, someone said something uh, and, he, and he was a very lovely guy. <laughs> Did, did we lose Larry? Is a, oh, is yeah, we, okay. we lost okay. Larry. I, I think we might have just misplaced him. <laughs> you know when, you know when uh, we never heard from him again? When? Today. <laughs> he didn't have a dummy in his act. No. no just, he saw the dummy in the window. But it yes. wasn't the dummy. It was no. her. <laughs> yes. See, it's a very intricate song. <laughs> it is. You make uh, you really, uh, it paints uh, a picture. Uh, it's like a Randy uh, Newman song. It's like a little movie. It's like it. <laughs> So I think if we almost nah, there's more stuff that we've gone through that has nothing to do with any questions. So Bob Hope hated the Jews, didn't he? I don't know, but he's in a big club. <laughs> <laughs> he owns the Valley. I mean, if a, a person of the Jewish what? persuasion wants to open a jewelry shop, they probably have to deal with someone Bob Hope's friend's kid. Now, now, realtor person. The, the Valley is owned by 
Uh, Bob Hope, Bing Crosby, Gene, uh, Gene Autry, uh, Gene Autry, Fred yeah. McMurray. Yeah, Fess Parker went into Santa Fest, Barbara. Oh. Yeah, we talked about Fess Parker uh, with the Bernie Coppell oh, about yes. buying up real estate. Have you ever talked to anyone that's been born in the last <laughs> no. twenty years? No. <laughs> You have to have hardening of the arteries to be on this show. <laughs> In order to be on that's hardening of the arteries. I've ne- you know I've heard about it, but is that where the the your arteries get so hard the blood can't not, can't get through them? I think it just means they get filled up with plaque. But like an award Ed of plaque. No, Ed Plaque, who was on <laughs> Get Smart. Ed, Ed Plaque. That, was that Chief? Yeah, that chief. was a pun. Chief. His name was Ed Plaque. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's what I thought. Yes. You could have changed it to plaque for the purpose. Yes. Most people. I'm going to put that up on my Twitter. Bob, I want to know. I what. watched your Twitter last night. You said some lovely. Some good things on there. <laughs> I was a lot doing, of celebrities jumping off of things. I was doing a, a whole hour of tweets on Matt Damon for some reason. It was cute. Yes. <laughs> I'm just glad he's not uh, related to the Tsunami family. <laughs> I don't know why people give you such a hard time. Or they don't really, but they do, and they do me too. They they have an image of me that I say were terrible things, and isn't it better to say them than to be all these other people that just go out and like act all nice for forty years, and then they're all doing all weird stuff in supermarkets to people. And and I also feel like if you wear a ribbon. Or a T-shirt of a certain color. The servicemen will come home eventually? Yes, yes. All diseases will be cured, and you're a good person for it. I I agree that the ribbon can cure disease. Yes. Well, a ribbon cured AIDS. Well, it did because I tied it around my penis. (laughs) And that kept my penis from infecting anyone else. You should tie a yellow ribbon around your butthole. So when the servicemen come home from... The Korean War, they're able to... Well, it was the Vietnam War, I guess, to tie a yellow yes. ribbon, right? No, it, yeah. was, uh, the, it, show, was the, it was the Iranian hostages, actually. No. To tie a yellow ribbon. Yeah, because that was the For 70s. the purposes of this show, we should make it the <laughs> Civil War for the purposes. You know, this is interesting because Tony Orlando fucked me in the ass. That's funny yeah. that you say that. Because <laughs> I... Um, I actually wouldn't let him... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't think he could now. And if he did that with you, can I be honest? And this is not a make, criticizing you in any way. You would need to be standing on an apple box. Or it's true. Or he would have needed to have fallen out of the top bunk onto you. I mean, how can that happen? Knock three times on my anus if you want me. Now, speaking of Tony Orlando, I use Dawn dishwashing. <laughs> Tony Orlando, yeah. I, Tony Orlando. I have no idea what that's going to lead to. Was was hosting the mm-hmm. night with a Friars event that I was performing at when Shecky Green went oh. totally out of his mind. Which time was that? What did Shecky do? Well, I was on stage doing stuff I usually do, my right. type of material, and I I didn't hear about this till afterwards, till like uh, Joy Behar went on stage, and it was supposed to be. Uh, Shecky Green was supposed to go on, but he wasn't there. And she said, oh, that fucking Shecky, what's what's wrong with that guy? And I heard Shecky Green said he was so offended by what I was saying. He stormed out. He tried to punch Freddie Roman and Stewie Stone. Instead of you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, he's at that point he's near-sighted. in his head. And I was amazed that Shecky Green could walk, let alone throw a punch. 
But um, and why would you want to hit Stewie Stone? Yeah, really. You'd want to stone him. Yeah, <laughs> just so his name could have some meaning. And he tore up his Friars card, apparently. Yeah. Well, he tried the, to fry, uh, tear it up, but he didn't have enough strength. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I see him in eight nows now and then. He has the cottage cheese. <laughs> so he's not that tough. And he said, by the way, he says he acted crazy his whole career. He, he does talk about He drove that car into the fountain. At, yeah, was it at Caesars? Caesars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We had him on the show very briefly. Yeah, for oh. about, for about we 12 minutes. We had him on. He agreed to do the podcast. And you sang that song? <laughs> and, yes, Tuesday. Mary Ragland song. Every, everybody uh, <laughs> who's been on this show asked for that song. Wait, you've had other people on the show? Because <laughs> it does feel like I'm in a room where I'm a prisoner of war. <laughs> this feels like I am in an embassy and that I'm never going to see anybody Welcome again. Welcome to my life, Bob. You do this all the time? All the time. No, prisoners of war are treated much nicer. But, so they're not uh, anally right. <laughs> Why did you describe yourself as a serial liar as a kid? I was. I just couldn't. I hated cereal. And so I would deny Lucky Charms are not lucky. And I'm not cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And nothing's magically delicious unless it's me and the girl says okay. But I, um, yeah, I, 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 I lied a lot. I didn't want to get in trouble, all that uh, strong Jewish mother kind of stuff that I wanted to become when I got older. I wanted to be a Jewish mother really bad so that I could, uh, I don't know, not be able to breastfeed. <laughs> and the first joke you wrote was... I, I was allergic to my mother's breast milk. Really? <laughs> really? That's what she tells me. That's what she said. And, and I think she was right, because one time she tried to squirt a whole lot in my face, and I broke out in hives. <laughs> That's just for Gilbert. That was literally just for you, because why would anyone? Why would I say that to anyone? I couldn't sell it to an audience that paid a ticket. Why would they want to hear it? They wouldn't laugh at that. What was I the, just, I just uh, buried my mother, actually. She's alive. <laughs> There's nowhere else you can That's do that difficult either. relationship. There's nowhere to do that. It's very difficult. We're still talking. I gave her a swirly straw. Um, the first joke you wrote was, about your, was something about your, your mom, wasn't it? I think so. It wasn't even a joke. It was a riff. Oh, actually, yeah, you're right. You, God, you know stuff, and you have cards, and you worked. and, and, then, and <laughs> Put a little effort into it. Gilbert. <laughs> it's kind of pointless, but I try. <laughs> wow. The joke was uh, my mother said, when you grow up, not everybody is going to like you. And I said, I need names. It's a good joke. <laughs> and, I, and I actually do have them now. Thanks to Twitter and stuff, you know who doesn't like you. You can tell. Do you block people on Twitter, Gilbert? Oh, Yes. I didn't know you could do it. So, you know you know who told me about blocking people on Twitter? I'll drop a name here. Please. <laughs> are, they, are they alive? It, well, it was, it was, There's nine dead people I talked to today. Dennis Wolfberg. I love Dennis Wolfberg. He was, he was brilliant. We, we should only say names of dead people we didn't care for. I Dennis too. Wolfberg was lovely. He was great. From, from a Law & Order. Was it Ice-T? Is that oh, Ice-T. 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 Told me about blocking people. He did. Yeah. Well, that, that's smart advice to not let negative things into your life that yeah. hurt, hurt your feelings. Because I know that you've gotten a couple times your feelings hurt, and it's not been fair. The things I've had the same thing happen. People say something, and you go, "What? I did not uh, have sex with your sister against her will." <laughs> and here's a here's the picture. I think we're being attacked now. <laughs> but the is it possible it's that New we York are traffic. in Switzerland? <laughs> And I am a prisoner of war. Am I in... I'm in Argo. I'm never... Ben Affleck's going to come here and try to get me to escape from this podcast. Do you know just recently... Yes, I, I know him. Yes. He's great. 
He's one of my favorite. It's, he's a brand new comedian. He just called yes. himself just recently. Yes. <laughs> Do you know his sister, This Just In? <laughs> just in case. Is, is that what newscasters say when they're fucking their wife? This Just In. <laughs> That's what they say. Yes. You know what I say is what? I, we've got to go to a break. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back right after I finish. And then I don't come back. Because it takes so long to towel off because I, I I'm so massive in my my ex- expulsion. But it's good to be in here in a room with dead people. You just, just look at recently. the walls. Look at the walls. I know. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we should we should point out we're in the Ed Sullivan room, surrounded by we're, pictures we're of dead people. With uh, Danny Thomas. You know yeah. what Danny Thomas is famous for? Not yeah, there. Make Room for Duty, one of the best shows I've ever on. There television. you go. You got he it. Was, but he was honestly. Um, that show was a great show. Make Room for Daddy was the name. Yes, yes. yes. And I acted with him once. Well, I, he acted. I was just on it. I was on It's a Living, uh, that oh, show. Oh, with Ann Jillian? Yeah, and yeah. Danny Thomas was guesting on it. Did Danny Thomas ask you to shit on him? No, no, no. But, my, <laughs> but I was so bad at the acting that it was equivalent. It was, <laughs> Figuratively, you did. Yeah. He said, thanks for shitting on me yeah. with your dialogue. And they paid you extra. Actually, he, he wanted me to talk to him through a glass tray. <laughs> That's not a nice rumor, by the way. That's no. how rumors get started. You know, you do you do something like that one time, and people talk about you. Because uh, apparently, I've I've told the story on about twelve of the podcasts. <laughs> Only three. That, that Danny Thomas liked to hire hookers. Some say black hookers. I don't know. It depends. I, and he well, liked. Would you, to... Let me ask you. Since you've yes. gone into this lovely area. Yes. yes. Would you say that what, that? Most hookers, would you, would you pick a nationality or a, a race for most hookers just to get, get you into trouble? Oh, uh, no. He, I, I heard black I mean, hookers. in general. I'm saying yes. in general, oh. of all hookers on the earth, what yes. would you say the biggest? If you were charting all the hookers on the earth, what would you say? Well, I know, like, those massage parlors, those are Asian usually. Right. You know about that. Yes. Well, no, I read about it in U.S. News and World Report. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. The, the people that are honored with that mention can't, probably can't read. Yeah. You know what I like is that the construction all stopped, which means that your sound guys are going to be able yes. to cut out all oh, that yeah. stuff about Danny Thomas because the sound was unusable. That's what, that's what they're going to tell you. They're we've think, covered yeah, it in other shows. Yeah, yeah. see, because Danny Thomas used to hire black hookers or white hookers, and to and he'd lie under a glass coffee table and they'd shit on the table. Do we know this, Gilbert? Yes. How, yes. Do, how do he we... He was on 60 Minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Morally safe for cover. <laughs> I'm not into poop at all, and it would take a lot less than 60 minutes if that was happening. I, you, got, you got 12 seconds. Let me ask you another question. I've been Ex- wanting to ask you this. Yeah. We went yeah. to dinner. And Gilbert was wearing a jacket because he needed to wear a jacket, he thought, and someone at the hotel gave you a jacket. Yeah. So it was a little, <laughs> it was a little larger than, than a normal jacket. I looked like, yeah. I looked you looked like, like you lost a lot of weight. That's <laughs> what it looked like. Quickly. And I asked you questions about your life. Now, no one has interviewed Gilbert yes. on here. Have they? Have they asked him his history? No, he's done other podcasts, though. Where, where he's talked just, about yeah. his childhood. Not and, so much. We know very, well, li- very little I about had a qu- I asked you these questions yes. like this, if I may, <laughs> if I think it's okay. Okay. I said, Gilbert, what, um, historically, did any, was any of your family in the uh, Holocaust? Because uh, I, I tried to figure out comedians and how much, because we all come from pain, right. we all come from stuff. And then I, so what's the answer now? What, what, did you have any family that was 
in, in that tragic time. No, my father was an SS officer. Right. And he designed Dachau. So your dad, <laughs> so your dad was on their side. Yeah, but I was proud so, of him because he served in the army. Right. Yes. He was a self-starter. <laughs> yes. Jeez. He had a startup. They take longer. Did, did you? Do you still have his costume? It's Halloween. So you, but you had no family uh, in that. Uh, None that I know of. Did you have family in the Holocaust? I hope so. <laughs> um. There were um, my, supposedly a cousin of mine. Yes. My father told me my cousins, uh, somebody got their tongue cut out. They yeah. said, "Oh no!" Yeah, doing some of my early stuff. <laughs> no, it's something for real. Uh, it doesn't get any more tragic. So I'm, that's uh, so I stopped making those kind of jokes until today. <laughs> but you were not you were not a child of uh, grandparents or parents. Uh, no, none that I so know. How do you explain your comedy dark? That's yeah. my question. Because you go to a place of, of complete darkness, and then you go into rooms where there's nothing but dead people on the walls. Who, <laughs> <laughs> him? <laughs> so what, how do you... It's like do you, House of Usher. It is. <laughs> and he's talented. Yes. So what is your... What is your how do you... Why, what's your process? I, what do you think is I, how you got here? I don't know. It is very dark. Luckily, I've never gotten in trouble for it or lost work. <laughs> <laughs> Knock wood. Well, what about your when you were a little kid? Were you at five it, or it, six? Were you in trouble for saying the wrong thing? Uh, I don't remember it that much. But you do yeah. know that you never, you probably could analyze yourself to say you don't like to be told by authority what you can and can't oh, say. Oh, yes, yes. And that immediate response to that is the worst thing you could possibly say. Yeah, it, it was just like... I uh, have that gene, unfortunately. One, one thing we've done together a few times is the Don't roast. say her name. <laughs> The worst Alanis thing is to Morissette. be. To, well, it wasn't her; it was her sister. <laughs> but the worst thing is to be with another woman and to look up and see Gilbert's face. That's. I can't imagine. And it. he's singing today. <laughs> I thought I saw a dummy in the window. Now, what woman wouldn't be aroused by that? <laughs> see, and. And like, see, I go to dark places. Well, I mean, uh, certain neighborhoods. <laughs> oh man! You know, you you mentioned the roast. We have to talk about the Bob Saget roast and, we Gil do, and Gilbert's line. About it was uh, it was an amazing uh, amazing yeah, you, thing. Your it was reaction. amazing. Yeah, I, I had to, go ahead. You should. <laughs> I was just going to say I watched it. I watched it last talk. night, and you your, your response <laughs> when he's talking about Bob Saget. Well, I can't even do it. Oh. Raped and killed a girl in night. I yeah, I was saying Bob Saget raped and killed a girl in nineteen ninety. And it, and I and you were objecting to anybody yeah, that right. would spread yeah, that I rumor. I was saying, and it's not true that. Bob Saget raped and killed a girl in 1990. And you said it's absolutely not true, right? Um, and true. if you have proof. Bo- yeah, yeah, that Bob Saget raped a girl in 19... 19- raped and killed a girl in 1990, then come forward. And then tell you the problem with me as a human being is a lot of people yell all different stuff at me. Some of it is from family stuff I've done, and a lot of it is from things that have not been family stuff. That is something that people will put virally on Twitter or on Facebook. <laughs> You're kidding. Or on Instagram, and I can't block it. And the reason is I can't go, hey, come on, I didn't do that. Gilbert said that. Or you can't uh, you can't 
deny, and I also can't remove it because it's a comedic bit. So it stays within my Twitter universe. And that's just incredibly upsetting. I remember. But you're defending me. You're yeah. saying that, that I specifically that's right. I did not. It is untrue that Bob Saget raped and killed a girl in 1990. You could do it with anybody's name. Yes. You, could, you could give a whole defamatory. But in your case, it's true. Uh, that, yes. you, that I did yes. not. <laughs> rape. <laughs> it is not true that Bob Saget raped and killed a girl in 1990. By the way, yes. I am not capable. I actually had a dream once I was doing a college tour. <laughs> this is true. Okay. It was 19... Uh, billion years ago. It was 1978. I was on a comedy store college tour. You were living out here in New York and you were doing catch and clubs. Yeah. Go to Cleveland. Did you go do those clubs? Oh, all those hard. Yeah, so I was doing yeah. all those things and uh, and I, I was in some college and I had a nightmare. This guy, this mountain man, wanted to have sex with me. <laughs> it, and, and, and he did before I went to bed and I was scared that that he was waking me up in the middle of the night and I dreamt a joke situation was Hey, Bob, first I'm going to rape you, and then I'm going to kill you. And I remember the punchline I woke up going, oh, you wouldn't mind reversing that order, would you? <laughs> so that's, I mean, if you're, if you're, after you're gone, it doesn't matter as much what someone does to you. I don't think. That's what I would like to know the moment you go. Uh, and I, you might, I might uh, go before you. But just in case in our lives, and you could be 90 or something, but if I found out, Gilbert, that you've passed away, I would appreciate a call, and then I would just—I would like to, as you're Come gone, on. and just—I I don't want to say the R word, but if mm. I'll just say it, you know, while you're deceased, if I could just real quick rape you before <laughs> before they put your body on display, because on get, display, get online, Bob. At, but I, at the, <laughs> but at the shiva, you know, you don't even have the body there. But at the home, <laughs> when they have all the people, you're on your back anyway, so no one's going to see all the. The problems that are physically going on with what's left of you. Well, this brings us to my next question. <laughs> Did you ever try to rape a girl, not been able to get an erection, and then wind up killing her out of frustration? Well, again, I must, I must tell you, um, do we have a caller? I must tell you I've never, uh, I'm not capable of either killing anyone or, or, or raping them. I'm not capable. I'm not, so yeah, I, I would have panic, but... I, it's not, I just want to be very clear, Gilbert. It's not even a mental adjustment that I could make. I couldn't even try to do either of those things. I would try to... Say, for example, I was in the park, and I, I watched, and I all of a sudden saw you, Gilbert, and I was excited to see you. And then I look, and I see that you're molesting someone. You're, on, you're with somebody's family or something, and you're going at them. I would probably try, I would try to stop it, and I wouldn't want to get you in trouble because that's the last thing you need. But I would maybe pull you off of them, you know. Well, that brings us to <laughs> brings me to my next question. Uh, 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 another joke I said during your roast. Yeah, there's some good ones. Uh, uh, was uh, the Olsen twins? Uh, that one hurts. Me walk still. into a still. bar. <laughs> the Olsen twins walk into a bar. They say, give us an ass hurts. And the bartender says, how do you make an ass hurt? And they say, well, uh, Bob Saget hands you a chocolate milk <laughs> and you wake up an hour later with your pajamas around your ankle. Now, see, these are my friends, too. So, that's, so that, 
And I was sitting there just uh, being uh, yeah. not sensitive to it. Your, now, your did, reaction is wonderful. Did you ever yeah. fuck either of the Olsen twins? Well, as, as a verb, uh, absolutely not. And uh, as a figurative use of the word, uh, no, I never did anything either to hurt their creative process. I love them. Now, let me ask. Yes. It would be yes. like saying to you, do you have any cousins or nieces or nephews that you've ever done anything with? Oh, yes. So yeah, I'll a, give you a list. Yeah, you have? You've got... So you violated a lot you, of your... Usually over the Jewish holidays. So have you not, have you not been getting invited to Yom Kippur? <laughs> or, or the 10 days of repentance you look at differently? No. But your podcast, I mean, I don't want to offend your listeners. <laughs> As Jeff Ross would say, what listeners... What, tell us a little bit about Sam Kinison, speaking of the old stand-up days. He was, uh, well, I met him. Uh, he had not been out to L.A. yet. I was working at a place called the Laugh Stop in Houston. You ever oh, play I, there? yes, yeah. A nice, nice room owned by another club owner. And then the other club owner that owned the comedy workshop would not let Sam Kinison work there anymore. So Sam, who had been doing you know, kind of faith healing shows. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, it was like the, the movie Leap of Faith. Yeah. He was doing that With whole... With Marjo Gartner. Well, no, that's that, but sort, that's what it's based sort on. Sort of like, yeah, but, like Marjo yeah. Gartner. But Leap of Faith was a Steve Martin movie, I think. Oh, and, and that's where um, Liam Neeson's doing his Southern Sheriff. Is that true? I think so. I, is Liam Neeson in that as a Southern Sheriff? I'm just sheriff? glad you well, mentioned look, someone in the 20th century. Well, look yeah. that one up. <laughs> We'll get researchers. By the it. way, that's something that uh, no, I'm not going to say it. Um, okay. Go ahead. It was going to have a reference of not without my daughter, was, <laughs> but that wasn't. I didn't have a setup for that to be the punchline. So the story was Sam was not allowed to go up at this club anymore, and so he was so pissed at the guy uh, that he put himself in a uh, he dressed himself as Jesus. He put on a diaper and he had a crown of thorns and he chained himself to a telephone pole in front of the comedy workshop and the Houston Chronicle took a picture of it and put it in the uh, like their lifestyle section or whatever yeah. the hell and it was just saying that he was being persecuted just like Jesus that he wasn't <laughs> allowed to work a comedy club and it got him a lot of press and it was just funny to see and he had his eyes rolling back I mean it was it was horrific <laughs> you would have enjoyed it and then and then a couple months later he moved out to LA and uh I remember that I was with uh, Mitzi, the owner of the comedy store, and I said, this guy's very good. But he was already, once Sam took the stage, that was all better. Well, it was one of the Dangerfield uh, Young Comics specials where he yeah, really I was, came to I was really on, exploded. Oh, you were on that one? I was on that one, yeah. I was on right before Sam, and I, I had a very long set, but for some reason it got cut down a lot, and Sam's got uh, engorged. <laughs> and Sam was uh, pretty brilliant because his material was, mine was like my mother's Gumby, my father's Pokey, and Sam was like, you know, the starving kid in right, the pit, right. the cameraman. Moved to where the give, food is. You know, the, starving man can, the starving kid can be given a sandwich by the camera operator, and that was, and then moved to where the food is. But, the, but it was like a really smart observation that we hadn't really heard before. And uh, and then he screamed a lot. <laughs> Were you friendly with him? Uh, I I like on and off. I used to run into him. I remember two things that were my connection with him was in Esquire. The guy did a thing of the funniest comedians, and both of us were in it. Both me and Kennison. And on that night, I got in trouble for at the uh, at the. Um, the, not the Grammys, the uh, the Emmys. And I did a whole bit on Pee Wee Herman jerking off in the theater. Did you act it out? Yes. 
Yeah, I said if masturbation's a crime, I should be on death row. <laughs> and I got in trouble doing a whole bit on Pee Wee Herman masturbating. And after it was over, they bleeped it. They were you running back and forth yelling. And I run into Sam Kennison afterwards, and he is crying laughing because everyone was worried about him. They all thought he was going to be the one that's going right. to cause trouble. And he did it perfectly professional, <laughs> and I caused trouble. And I remember that was – I always remember that. And, and it's a shame, actually. Well, nothing really now. It's like nothing to mention it. Oh, yeah. But the bad thing is Paul Rubens, he, he got a, a bum deal. Well, he got a – one little bum deal. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, we, somebody jerking off in a movie theater today is just, that's, that's like nothing. Yeah. Where do you even find a movie theater showing, showing porn anymore? I wish I was in one right now. Yeah. And that was... Instead of this prisoner of war hostage situation. I, I mean... Have you called my family to let them know that I'm here? <laughs> George, you're, you're familiar with George Maharis. Uh, don't go down this. <laughs> okay. George Harris. Well, he on. was rest at a. He started in Route 66. Yeah. Very handsome guy. And he ended up in the Hershey Highway. <laughs> Very good. He was arrested. Is in this a the Perfecto Teles story? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, this is, was, this is, we didn't have TMZ back then. He so was arrested didn't... in a men's room in a gas station with uh, Perfecto Telles. Was a celebrity hairstylist. Yes. Oh, oh, Perfecto Telles was a, Teles, yeah. I didn't know what he did for a living. Yeah, I like thought it was Sir, that. He, he was like the Sir Monty Rock III of his day. So one of my favorite actors was George Maharis. Yes. <laughs> I, I heard that George Maharis was arrested... <laughs> In a men's room, a gas station Why men's room. Why does it room. sound like you're singing that song to me when <laughs> you talk? A gas station men's room. <laughs> but it was you. And he was he was blowing perfecto telly. <laughs> Which Tell is not it, it's not even a person's name. Yes, that it was is. His name. He was a yes. ha- so hairdresser to the stars. Yes, and hmm. and George Maris was blowing him. In <laughs> but, a that, but that, but that, I not, think in New Mexico. But that, that oh, that's what's so <laughs> sketchy about it. Point. <laughs> that explains it. Did you ever blow Perfecto Telly's in a men's room? I was never that good. <laughs> <laughs> You're speaking Esperanto right now? <laughs> I uh, Have you ever signed someone's face with a Sharpie and then just continued to just draw all kind of other symbols on their face? Let's Did you ever do what they do in those movies where you draw like a penis on someone's face? Have you ever done that but not with drawing it but with just put your penis on someone's face? <laughs> Did you guys do that on the Full House set? On yeah, scripts and that stuff? Was, yeah, I did. Of, you, and, you and Cool Well, you read the book or something. I read the you book. You got notes. My book, can I plug my book? Please do. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you said it just came out in paperback, right, Bob? It did. It just came out no, in paperback. No, we didn't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we don't want him to get anything out of doing <laughs> What's this? the name of your last book? You just had uh, a book. Rubber Balls and Liquor. Yeah, and it's. It's it's a good book. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, people you, like it. You did the foreword, uh, a blurb for it. I said, please don't read this. Uh, no, I, I, it's a very funny book. Oh, thank you. You're and welcome. you can get it on gilbertgodfrey.com. My horror out moment is that my book, do you know the name of my book? 
uh, <laughs> blowing uh, Perfecto Tellies in a men's room? That's the uh, <laughs> byline. <laughs> That's a, uh, it's uh, called Dirty... Oh, Dirty, da- Dirty Daddy. Dirty Daddy, the uh, chronicles of a family man turned filthy comedian. I don't even think I'm a filthy comedian, but that's what uh, the publishers liked, and I didn't veto it because they say it sells books. And it, evidently it does. I'm, it's a New York Times bestseller, which I don't know who got paid off. Some, for some sketchy shit happened. But. And you mentioned me in it, so... Uh, I do. I, I, I mentioned you uh, quite a bit, actually. Well, not a lot, but I thought about you a lot. <laughs> While I was writing it, I uh, said your name a lot, and I ejaculated out windows. <laughs> Speaking of which, one of the stories... And, in- <laughs> and I heard one time... A bird screamed... <laughs> While ejaculating out of a window. Right. You accidentally hit Judge Maris. No. I hit no one that's been dead for years. The only thing I hit was a bird and the other people about the bus stop that I just randomly... George George is still with us. George is with us. (laughs) Oh, he's alive? George Maharis. So you may have, in fact... Your cum may have hit George Maris. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say your cum to me, ever. Yeah. No one has ever given it to me as a noun and made it You're something young that exists. Well, next time you're jerking off, imagine my face saying your cum. I'm doing it right now. Okay. One of the stories in the book is you spend, you going to see an Elvis impersonator. I'm with, sorry, who with are you? <laughs> I just... <laughs> oh. This is my Regis Philbin. I'm Joey Bishop. <laughs> I, I should live so long. You're Jack Shelton. Jack Arthur Treacher. You spent the night with Stamos? I did one time. It's all in the book, Dirty Daddy, yeah. Pepper Collins. Rubber yes. balls and loops. Rubber balls, balls and, and liquor. liquor. You can order, order an autographed <laughs> copy on GilbertGodfrey.com. And, and get, do it now and you get the feta. <laughs> and some, uh, what's this called, this stuff? Pita bread. <laughs> pita bread, yeah. Yeah, you get that. Yeah. Help uh, yourself, Yeah, Stamos and I were in Vegas once, and we were uh, seeing an Elvis impersonator, and it was kind of weird because he was a, a little uh, Asian guy, which was <laughs> interesting, and he was very, very good. <laughs> and uh, then we, I drank too much, and we went up to uh, John's room, and I, I couldn't leave. I was, I had, and I don't drink like that anymore, but I did a ba- long time ago. And uh, he had to feed me and cut up my food, and then he took off my shoes, and he put me in bed. I was clothed. <laughs> and then uh, I went to bed and then I woke up in the morning and we were next to each other in bed. It was like planes, trains, and automobiles. I know this is very PG for the <laughs> yes. show, but. Wasn't Dave Coulier also called in at the last second? No, Dave Coulier, when he did the show, he and John were hired. And then I um, was getting fired off of the morning program. You were on the morning program on CBS with me. Oh, okay. Didn't you come in and guest as a comedian? Maybe. I, I don't think, know. I think you did. The reason you don't remember it is there was no gargling of, of diarrhea. <laughs> Were you a morning host no, for CBS? I was on the CBS morning program, uh, which was on against the Today Show on Good Morning America. And then they fired me within a few months because I was uh, too hot for morning television. Ah. The big joke that was uh, Marion Hartley, who was the host, said, are you a type A personality? And I said, yes, but I'm working on my anus. <laughs> and then they didn't care for that. And that was kind of the beginning of the end. And then uh, I was on the stairs going, it's 12 minutes after the hour. And they, then I got this part of Full House. They recast a lot of shows. They like um, they recast a whole bunch of shows. There were a lot of people that now, weren't see, original. See, because I had heard that Dave... Uh, Coulier. Had Coulier. 
had, was given that someone else was already driving to L.A. to play his part. Not his part, my part. Your part. Yeah, but someone did the part, and then they didn't do it. But that happened with a bunch of shows, Perfect Strangers and Mork and Mindy even. I mean, odd as that sounds, was another person. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, because you can't picture anybody else. You and I went through a a difficult time, and we didn't communicate this year over uh, Robin's loss. Oh yes, and you wrote a beautiful piece about it. Yeah, and CNN. Yeah, it was quite moving and quite wonderful. Oh, thank you. It was a very hard time, Uh, very very hard. It always will be. That was a very weird thing because I remember I'm sitting there on the couch and uh, the news is on, and they say. And uh, comedian Robin Williams was found dead. And I thought, what? And then when they said suicide, it was like... Yeah. Insane. It's not... uh, And it wasn't him as the feeling that that could even be possible. And then you on Twitter uh, sent a picture of you and me and him from the... It's good, good English from the Scleroderma Research Foundation benefit that we did. And it was just a joyous... Any time I was in his presence, it was usually a joyous time. Everyone was so excited. He was there, and, and you were there. Whenever you were there, people were joyous. Gilbert. And I remember I I took part in that. And and you, I think you were great. And they and they all... Everyone stayed. Robin was standing. As every joke you did, he was just screaming because of, you know, because of your conviction because <laughs> it's funny i mean it's just funny and it was i, I just remember that who else yeah. was there oh jimmy fallon right and i remember i wrote about it and yeah that's in cnn.com you can find yeah and um i yeah and then afterwards uh robin and billy crystal stopped over later <laughs> right and we wound up having dessert together mm-hmm. and ran into mel brooks at a table and I remember, and it was true, I, uh, uh, I think Robin was on his way to another one of those meetings, like the rehab meetings, and uh, we hugged, and he just disappeared into the dark, and I realize now that was the last I'd ever see of him. Wow. I saw him, I kept seeing him at, at the benefits for the scleroderma. He kept he kept doing them. He he was such a generous soul. It was uh, it's unbelievable. And I remember he was like a great audience. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. <laughs> hey, chief. Hey, boss. Yes. <laughs> what do you need today, yes. boss? Whatever you want. And then uh, and we're doing one uh, December second here in New York. I'm kind of uh, busy that day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I checked with I checked and, and found out your availability. Where, where, where is it going to be, Bob? It's at uh, Caroline's again, okay. where December that 2nd. night was. Yep, and uh, December second, and it'll be um, Whoopi Goldberg's going to help me do the auction because Whoopi, of course, with her closeness with Robin, I'm familiar with her. Yeah, and uh, George Lopez is going to do a set, um, not in English, <laughs> and it's very generous to him to do it, just like you, Gilbert. I mean, you 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 did it because you're just a generous person, even though you. Want to talk about George Maharis in the bathroom? <laughs> or a lot of poop. Or ruin my career, which I can do myself. Tell us about your relationships with with, with uh, George Maharis. With George Maharis, <laughs> but two iconic we comics. A, we did a cock show together. Cop show together. <laughs> Tell us about your relationship with Don Rickles and also with Rodney. 
it was it was different times in my life. I, I didn't have the pleasure of being friends with Don like I have had the past ten years. But um, I guess I was it was weird. I was in the comedy store in La Jolla. Uh, a long time ago, I guess I was 24, and uh, Rodney came in, and I was working with Robin. He didn't touch me, Gilbert. Gilbert's <laughs> waiting for me to be anally raped. Gilbert's like, what did he, he do? He said, hey, I want to fuck you in the ass. Hey, I got no respect. <laughs> Take this finger. Um, put a bag over your dick in case my bag on my dick breaks over your head. Um, so he, uh, Rodney came in, and Robin was working that weekend. It's very weird uh, It was that I was hanging out with them and Rodney came in and said I was trying to go to La Costa and clean up man and this is tough no booze no coke no pot no pills he just kept saying it over and over again and then he said you got a good head man you, you got a Jew head you're all fucked up it's never gonna be okay and he said your mind doesn't stop it doesn't stop man I get it I dig you man I saw you on Merv Griffin you're all fucked up and then I hung out with him that weekend and uh, my ex-wife uh, was my girlfriend then so I let him fuck her and uh didn't he give you some advice, Rodney? He said, don't fuck her. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he told me if, the business, if people don't let you move forward, just, just go like a tank, man. Because this business, is, you know, everybody wants to stop you. Just go like a tank. Like, I guess he means run over Nazis. <laughs> and he did, he did say that being a stand-up is like always at the Nazi border. Like, you're just standing there trying wow. to stay alive. He said, it's like you do your best six minutes so the guy doesn't kill you. That's how he wow. approached it. He was a, you know, he was a pain. You knew Rodney very weren't well. Weren't both of you guys well, in Meet I, Wally Sparks? Yes. That's big a real, it's yeah. a real claim to fame. Yeah, that's <laughs> a big, big hit. That's 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 one of those gigs that you just can't say no. And oh you yeah, have yeah to be in it. like Rodney's asking, so uh, you have to be in it. And I was not only in that, but then I returned to co-star with Rodney in uh, Back by Midnight. What's that? Uh, that's what everyone says. Wow. Did Harry Basil direct it? Oh, yes, yes. I like Harry. He's a nice man. He used to work as a funny prop comedian at the comedy store. And I remember Rodney said something that was similar to to that, um, to that. What he said to you is like, uh, he was in, we were both in the makeup room, and some woman said to Rodney, Oh, Rodney, when are you going to be happy? And he goes, I'll be happy the same day Gilbert's happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was not... He would. He talked about it a little on stage. He would go, the heaviness, man, the heaviness. <laughs> <laughs> said, sometimes I'd talk to him. I'd go, hello, heaviness. <laughs> but he, didn't, he never really went into it. I remember it. that bit. Yeah. yeah. But it was just because he had... You're all right. Very, give me one of these. Yeah. That was how... Oh, that was, that was a great yeah. one. Yeah. Give all me all one, I want is with give, these. One of these. Yeah. Give me one of these. That's all I want, man. Yeah, I remember that. I remember Rodney on stage, and he was like bombing. He was trying out new stuff, and it was bombing. The audience was just uh, not with him at all. And he just stopped and looked around disgustedly and said, Hey, if anyone tells you you're a hot crowd, you spit in their face. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of stories with him. He was funny. I, I buried him. Nobody knows. <laughs> just dropped him off in Whittier. And Rickle, Rickles, too? When you, well, were, Rickles, you were a younger comic? Rickles, I was You buried Don Rickles? No, I just went to go see him two weeks ago in Vegas. He was pretty good. And he shows up in your movie. He's got a funny part. He's in, in, in Dirty, Dirty Work, work. I did yeah. Yeah, a long time ago. And he was very, very, very funny. And he, he always says to me, I'll see him. Well, now I'm friendlier with him. But after he did Dirty Work, I hadn't seen him for like a year. And he would grab me by the head. And uh, he would just go, I don't miss you at all. <laughs> 
But he would whisper it, you know, like Godfather-like. Oh, sotto voce. And then, and then um, he used, he's just one of the funniest people. And he's, he's really honest in a way with people. You know, he's like, okay, nice to see you. <laughs> I was really nice to you. You know, whatever. But he's, um, he's, I'm very, he's just a wonderful guy. And his wife, Barbara, is really funny. They're just, and they've been married, my God, like 40 years or something. So he is, I just went with John Stamos to go see uh, Don Rickles in Vegas a couple weeks ago. And we went and saw the new show. And they run clips, which are pretty great. They run, like, Don on David with Denzel sitting there, that whole thing. Did you see that? No. It's pretty damn funny. I, I, somebody, I remember hearing a story. Rickles was in a restaurant. And Morgan Freeman was walking by the table. And, and Don yells out, Morgan, I didn't know that I let you out of the kitchen. <laughs> I believe he, he said that. Yeah, he, yeah, he's he's got he does jokes that nobody else can yeah. can do, or or would want to, <laughs> because there it's not the time anymore for that kind of stuff. I was in a restaurant with him, with um, him and Barbara and Stamos, my husband, and we're sitting in a restaurant and a very handsome gentleman comes in and he's uh, African-American and he sits down at the table next to us and we all just take a breath because we know Don's just loading up. <laughs> and he goes, uh, why are you walking in like that? You won. You won already. <laughs> oh, God. And, and, and we're just like, oh, no, please. He, and, and the guy was happy that he got beat up by Don because he knows Don's just, that's his thing. And there was one that was causing, like, of course, on the Internet, people getting outraged, where Don Rickles, they cut it out when it showed on TV, where Don Rickles made a joke about Obama and then said, uh, but, you know, I really don't mean to put, on, put down President Obama. He's a good friend of mine. He was over the house yesterday, but he had to leave his mop broke. You see, that's, that's old school. That's it, doesn't. Yeah. And, and I think if Obama heard that, he probably would have laughed at it. Right. But there are so many, there's so much, there's so many haters out there that you don't. It, and Don is only a love. Don, Don only comes from love, and he's bringing back a, uh, a, a different time. He's actually doing a parody of a time that doesn't exist. That's the joke. But yeah. you got to really understand sort that of like, level. Sort of like Smigel's puppet. Really, like it the is. insult comic dog. It is exactly it's a parody like that. of a savage uh, co- insult comic. Yeah, and it's a, and it's a parody of it. Well, he's not. Don's not. Don is a. I wouldn't even call him an insult comic. That's what's so interesting. A lot of people are, and we know who they are. Some of them are women, and they just attack people, and they're kind of funny. But his his is different because it comes out of love and a time when there were black and white separate bathrooms like language your, your Cloris Leachman joke from the roast <laughs> yes yeah I said Cloris Leachman is so old that that on her tits it says whites and colors only right that's what, <laughs> those are those tits are old uh, they are so old a whore a bore and a core uh, do you have a different <laughs> set of dishes when you take a shit on holidays <laughs> oh okay Tell us about doing the Carson show thirteen times. Yeah, that was a that was a real cool thing. I was, the first time I was on, Gary Shandling was hosting, and he was gracious enough to have me on it. And uh, I was, uh, I think I was on this morning program. I had just gotten on that, 
And then uh, the next time I got to be on was with Johnny. And uh, the first time I was on, I told him about a dream I had where, uh, and it was a real dream, where he was driving a limo and I was in a limo next to him and in the back seat was Buddy Hackett, Buddy Rich, and Buddy Ebsen. Wow. <laughs> and on the air, I said, so obviously I wanted to be in show business. These are my buddies. And then we went into a ditch and then everybody was getting covered in water and I saved uh, Johnny first. And he goes, oh, thank you very much. And then I saved Buddy Hackett and then uh, Buddy Rich. And then I went back like an hour later for Buddy Ebsen. <laughs> And, and I remember looking into the camera and going, I'm sorry, Mr. Ebsen. <laughs> That's crazy. I was a kid. But uh, he was uh, very kind to me. Never touched me. <laughs> I wanted him to. He was so handsome. Now, but but Buddy Epson uh, touched George Maharis. Yeah, sure. while dressed as the uh, Tin <laughs> Woodsman. He, uh, he, uh, he buggered him at Barnaby yes. Jones Beach. What's your oh, favorite? Was, did you like Barnaby Jones or did you like uh, Jed Clampett better? See, I didn't watch either one. You never watched Beverly Hillbillies? Couldn't, yeah, yeah. Do you watch Hogan's Heroes? You and I had the same bit. Did you know that? Oh, wow. We had the same bit. Yeah, I, I didn't do did it because I heard you do it on, on, I guess, on Conan or yeah. something. And then I went, oh, I can't do that. But it was, uh, what's, and you should do yeah. it. It's one of my favorite things. But I had the same premise, not the same yeah, bit. Yeah. But the premise was how. Do you sell Hogan's Heroes in a room? Oh, what's, yes. What's the pitch meeting for Hogan's yeah. Heroes? What was your... It, yeah. It, it's a bunch of soldiers in a Nazi prison camp. It's a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and did the, you say, give me 26? Uh, did, you, did, did you order up the episodes? <laughs> yeah, that's great. Give me 13 episodes right away. <laughs> and they, and they, they don't want to leave. They get yes. out. They want to they go back. And they're all Jewish actors. Yeah, they, uh, the two Nazis were Jews. Yeah. Werner Klemper and John Banner. John Banner was Schultz. Yeah, yeah. I have John... a feeling. I have a feeling he had a very minty penis. I'm just. <laughs> now I'm not. I'm not sure. Be a good time for the disc to run out of space oh, right yes. now. <laughs> Who's uh, Gilbert? Just answer. Yes. answer. Okay. Yes. Who's, who had uh, without thinking? Who had the saltiest cock of any actor you ever know? <laughs> just, who was it? Salt, saltiest. Which one? I would have to say Howard Duff. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. That's an old reference, right? Wow. And, and he was uh, must have been furry down there because he had. Yeah. He, he looked like a very official. He looked like someone from the. the <laughs> Declaration so of Independence. It, it was a kind of a tie between Howard Duff and Jake Carroll Nash. Jake Carroll Nash had a very salty penis. Did you find yourself after you were? Can I ask you this? Is yes. this too personal? Yeah. Oh. It's a little sensitive. But well, after ahead. having after having Jake Carroll Nash's penis in your mouth, did you find yourself drinking more water? Did you? Who would you say of all the people that you've known? You know a lot of people. You've been in yes. a lot of movies. You've yes. known a lot of people. Who would you say had the most disappointing penis in your mouth? <laughs> Richard Krenner. <laughs> what, and why do I would you say it was so disappointing? Because it curved. And, Peron oh, and Peronis, yes. Peronis syndrome? Most of them curve. Richard Krenner had a curved penis. Really? You learn so much on this show, Bob. Uh, Not as curved as Robert Culp's. Right. <laughs> which, which of those people would you say um, 
were the angriest when you were having their, your, their penis in your mouth? Broderick Crawford. <laughs> was really mad? Was he, did he yell at you? He, he could go like this all day, Bob. Did he, did he yell at you? He'd go, hey, hey, why don't you suck on my dick? Suck, fuck on his dick. Fuck on his tenth floor, tenth floor. Suck on my big, hairy, old, wrinkled dick. Suck on it. Well, wait, I'm confused. Did he, was he holding a CB microphone? He's saying ten four. He was holding the mic, the cop radio, <laughs> against his ear right. while, while was it Highway Patrol? Yes. Yeah. While, while I was sucking his dick, he was talking into the Highway Patrol. The, one last question in that area, okay. just yeah. real quick: Who's who is the most surprisingly um, uh, non-offended person that you put? One of your fingers in their butthole. <laughs> Famous person. Scoey Mitchell. <laughs> he didn't have a problem with it at all. No. Nothing. Never once complained. He just, you put your finger in his butt, and, and he just, and he was just fine. Is that right? Yes. Never once complained. Uh-huh. Same with Willie Tyler and Lester. Really? Which, yeah. which, oh, Lester, which, of them, which of them did you put your finger in? Well, I tried to put my finger in Lester's butt, but I got a splinter. Oh, yeah. that's tough. Yeah, so... Then what did you, how'd you get the splinter out? Did, did you put it in someone's mouth to get rid of the splinter? What? I put it in Jackie Vernon's mouth. Did and he, he said, did he, did he, he had his little clicker. <laughs> Here I am, sucking Gilbert's dick. Here I am, having I Gilbert Gottfried shoot his cum in my mouth. <laughs> what's, what's, who's, who's, I don't want to say anything offensive, though. Okay. Who would Please you don't. say is the most hideous person in show business that you went down on? <laughs> Adolf Manju. <laughs> Do you think his name? Oh, do you think God. his name was anti-Semitic? Oh, God. <laughs> Our listeners are googling furiously, googling these names. One last question yes. in that area: um, of all the people that you, you that you've had sex with, male, maybe female too, who would you say had the the biggest problem uh, with their incontinence? Okay, Ward Pond. <laughs> Word Bond starred in Wagon Train. That's right. <laughs> and It's a Wonderful Life. He's the cop. He had and the, the Maltese Falcon. And the Maltese Falcon. Yes. And Thelma Ritter. Thelma Ritter had yes. an incontinence. Really? Yes. really? Yes. Which was worse? You're saying incontinence like they oh, were... Oh, no. I meant she was traveling incontinence. Oh. That she would go... She would travel for her work. So the answer is Ward Bond. Yes. Ward Bond. The worst. Yes. Was, it, was it diarrhea? <laughs> <laughs> Did he well, have... some diarrhea, some <laughs> solids. Just when you thought you were just being splashed on a solid one. Like a milk dud or something? <laughs> was it a lot of solid or just tiny little bits? Like raisinette solid? Uh, yes, yes. Sometimes like a brick would come out of nowhere. <laughs> out of word bonds, ass. <laughs> Last uh, question. Last yes. question. Oh, In this area, who in show business. Who is the most emaciated person that you ever had sex with? Fred Travolina. (laughs) (laughs) 
But he, oh, he doesn't poor, look emaciated. Poor Fred. <laughs> but he was at the time. Yes, yeah. at the time. What poor kind Fred. of what kind of sex did you have with him? What was it? What was it? Well, it would have to be anal. I mean, what are you an idiot? <laughs> Uh, I, y- yes. <laughs> yes, Your Honor. <laughs> I, I, no further questions, you idiot. Are we at the end? We're about we're about getting there. At, at just uh, at our end of our careers. <laughs> he, said, he has no more yes. references. Okay. <laughs> what else do you want to plug, Bob? Well, I well, I wanted to do the podcast because I I love Gilbert, so I wanted to do that. And uh, the book Dirty Daddy is available, I think, everywhere that exists. And it just came out in paper just now. And I got a couple things I'm doing, uh, TV and a film thing. But I don't need to plug them. Okay. And, back and, and the benefit, them. December 2nd. December 2nd at Caroline's for Sclerodoma Research Foundation, which is srfcure.org. And that is so easy to write down. Can your listeners write? <laughs> no. I wouldn't Who's assume anything. Have you ever had sex with any of your listeners? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, out of, I, one last question. Please. Uh, out of all the actresses you went down on, who had the smelliest cunt? I would be uh, Dave Coulier. <laughs> <laughs> it was just terrible. Not Coulier. Yeah, and it was blonde. It was all, you know, when there's no grass on the field, you play ball. Of all the of all the um, old people that you've worked with, <laughs> who had the, who had the stinkiest uh, rectum? <laughs> Imogene Coca. <laughs> why? You never worked with Imogene Coca. <laughs> liar. Why was it? Why was why was her rectum so so stinky? Do you think she not eat enough barley or? <laughs> That's what her doctors at the time said. <laughs> oh. Thank okay. you for having me on. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> we got I got a lot cleared out that I wanted to know okay. about. Okay. Well, we we could be educational. <laughs> Can I ask you one last question? Okay, yes. Was there ever did you ever uh, of all the animals in show business, yes. uh, you know, pets or dogs <laughs> yes. or cats or horses, was there anything that you ever had any kind of sexual <laughs> Did you ever have it? Ever have sex with any animals from show business? Oh, for show business, just, or just personal fun? You know what? I can. We can do both sides of that. Was there a show business animal? And in your own personal fun, did you ever have like a? I don't know. Bird fly in the window and. Well, I, I, I fucked an aardvark when I was on the uh, Captain and Tennille summer replacement show. <laughs> was that uh, Chris Beard and Alan Blyde made that? There you go. There's some names. So you... Oh, yes. An aardvark. An aardvark. What, an aardvark. Is that hard shell? <laughs> is it? It was a hard sell. Oh. Yeah, the producer a said, time. that's a really hard sell. <laughs> And when you when you have sex with an aardvark, yes. is it a small thing or is it a big animal? And how what how do you get in there? <laughs> well, first you buy it a drink. <laughs> <laughs> and then you take it to see Miss Saigon. <laughs> <laughs> also a five year old. Did, did you see that play? No. Would you like to? <laughs> yes. Would I'll you t- take me? Who from who? What actor on Broadway did you have the most violent sex with? 
<laughs> Which actor would you say that you had the craziest, most violent sex with? Of uh, any uh, actor ever on Broadway. Okay, uh, what, what's her name? Lapone. Patty Lapone? Patty Lapone. Right. Most violent sex. Right. In fact, she's dead now. They still say pretending she's still alive. She's not dead. No, the CIA is pretending (laughs) that Petty Lapone's still alive. But she she actually died sucking my cock. (laughs) Yes. We have it on, and I can prove it. I've got records that prove that Petty Lapone died sucking my cock. I lost any control. (laughs) No. And by records, I mean actual LPs. <laughs> 78. And she's singing, Don't Cry For Me. <laughs> I don't know what to say, because she, she might listen to this. Do you think she would hear this? Well, in that case, she's the only listener. <laughs> how, many, how many listeners do you have? <laughs> You have listeners, right? I'm scared to count. <laughs> okay, I'm going to wrap this up. All right. Okay. I've, hey, never, hey. I've never heard someone jump at being cut off so happily. Like, I'm well, I have to go. I have okay. To, he's got no. Stockholm No, but I have, to, I have to go to a thing. I, I, but I didn't want to leave. I, I would talk to you all day. Yes. They haven't even recorded this. <laughs> they erased the chip like an hour ago. Well, we've been talking to Bob Saget. Please please don't use my name in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Who had his dick sucked by Kiki D in a movie theater. (laughs) Kiki D? Yes. Really? What was her big song? uh, Don't go breaking my heart. Yeah, that was it. That's not what it sounded like when she was (laughs) sucking. Yeah, that's what she was saying. (laughs) (laughs) She she was part chicken. You know, oh, Kiki D used to Lord. dress up in a giant chicken suit That's, when I fucked her. But she was, and, a, well, she was a mascot. Yes, then. and she'd go. Was she your favorite uh, oh. sexual escapade of anybody? <laughs> no, Juliet Prowse. She was pretty. Yes, she yeah, was. She Thank was. you. Sin- Let's get serious. Sinatra had, <laughs> Sinatra had her. He did? Oh, sure. I got to go. Okay. Been We've been talking been to Bob Saget. Please don't say my name. <laughs> I want nothing to do with this. Can you not promote that I'm on it? And this was Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast with my sidekick and co-host, Frank Santopadre. And uh, we've been talking to John Stamos. I- Please. <laughs> we've, been, we've been talking to Shelley Winters. Yeah. We've been talking all this hour to Isabel Sanford. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Hey, can Thank you imitate you. Isabel Sanford? She was in the Jeffersons, right? That's her. When after her husband dies. No, but you can. What, yes. did, what did it sound like? Uh, well, she's trying to stay strong for the family, even though her husband died. And then she's washing a bowl, and it drops and hits the floor, and she goes, <laughs> damn, damn, damn. Is that what she said? Yes. And then she turned to the camera and said, Today I thought I saw a dummy in the window. I can't believe she knew that song. <laughs>
you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years, one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny and I love you. A few days ago, Brooke Tudin posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and three comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.